Here's hoping all of my settings work, because I had to record something else for once. That's impossible. You've never recorded anything else? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. Yeah, yeah, like, what else do I ever record? I have, yeah, exactly. It's impossible. Stop, stop talking crazy. What else, what else did you do, or can you not tell me? What the f*** is going on down there? I bought a coffee this morning that was very strong, and I have a thermos that can keep it hot for literally 12 plus hours. And when I got home, I realized I only drunk about a third of it, so I kind of shot glass the rest of it, or at least halfway, and then poured the rest in a mug and put a scoop of ice cream in it to have, uh, you know, the thing where you put ice cream in coffee that's Italian. Uh, and it's all just hitting me. I'm also drinking a bunch of Coke Zero because I'm smart, so, you know, bear with my uh, excitedness here. You all excited? I'm excited. I once, last time I drank too much coffee, I went to play the TCG, and I had trouble communicating verbally, uh, and my hands were shaking a whole lot, because I don't drink a lot of coffee all the time, and I think that that was indicative of a caffeine overload. I don't know, though. Do you guys have Potentially. Any? Okay. Like, like, I have to go to pretty, pretty far uh, lengths to get a caffeine overload. Yeah. Unfortunately. This is, this, maybe. This is... This is why I play Yu-Gi-Oh! Because when I get like that, I just start sounding like the cartoon characters. I th I think that my lack of regularly drinking coffee means I hit caffeine overload by having two and a half coffees in one day. Uh, in the span of like an hour and a half. Uh, it was real funny though. I was trying to... I, I was meeting people I'd never seen at, this, at Harry Tarantula before. And I was trying to play it cool. Like, yeah, I know how to play the TCG. And I'm like shivering with my hands. Going like, just gonna... Uh, just gotta... I'm, I'm, um, ne uh, Nemesis is gonna, um, um, attack, uh, and there's, like, one tapped character, I have to attack that one. He's gonna, oh, oh, he's gonna attack, um, uh, that one. Yeah, alright, play my cards, play my cards. Wait, you, okay, flip your cards, yeah. Like, that was the whole thing for, like, at least 20 minutes. I think people thought I was a little bit out of it. And then Probably. I, I tried to yeah, explain. Yeah, I think that too. I tried to explain in a way by saying... I had coffee and it didn't help really. <laughs> it didn't seem to really settle things as to my behavior. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's WCFTFW episode five sixty four. TJ, welcome. Hello, uh, Aaron. Willkommen. Bienvenue. Uh, that's not the right language, but I appreciate your effort. We are here to talk to you about all kinds of things, including Transformers. We got news. Uh, one of these actually was, was straight from Aaron when we recorded a thing the other day. By the way, I'll say it right now. Either right before this or right after this, we got a new WTF at TCG going up with uh, Drew Nolosco from Wizards of the Coast. So if you want some more TCG talk relevant to organized play and etc., uh, you should check that out. Uh, it was a good time. Uh, I just need to go in and see if I need to do much editing or not too much editing. Uh, hopefully not too much. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, however, it's no longer time for fun. It's time for work. We're here, mm -hmm. to, we're here to do business. We're going to talk about what we got on topic this week. Only what we got on topic this week right now. That's what the bullet point says. So, Aaron, did you get anything on topic this week? I did not. Why do you do this to me? I'm Actually, why am I saying that? We've, we've established for weeks that we're no longer doing the whole you have to get something on top yeah, of we, we, We've also fact. complained about being in toy droughts. I've, like, seen Indiana got some of the Galaxy 4 upgrade Prime, whatever the heck, way too many names in his name named Prime. 
just not my area. And then I saw Myers of Grading Wave 3 Deluxes, and I go to the one Meyer, and it's full, like, just stuff on overstock of Wave 1 Deluxes, and the other one is empty. And you're like, these aren't Wave 3, you casuals? Yeah. And I'm hoping the one that's kind of by work eventually restocks, because that's the one that's empty. But oh, I hit there after work again, hoping. All right. Because I got to get three refractors, because I'm dumb. I mean, I do too, and I'm dumb, but I'm double dumb. I just went and pre-ordered them online at a retailer, because I'm not even going to bother trying to do sales for those. Not given how I've never seen Wave 2, uh, and it's been in my town twice. In fact, it's apparently here again. I've still never seen it in any of my places, uh, except for the, what was it? I saw Starscream and Soundwave at Silver Snail, where they were 50 Canadian apiece, and those sold at some point. So Really? They're not there anymore. So, and you know hmm. what? If they sold, they had they've had sales since they arrived, but those are like ten percent off sales. That means that someone paid forty five in tax for those. I don't know what's going on, man. TJ, did you get anything on topic this week? Uh, yes, purely out of pressure of the podcast. That's right. That's what we're here to do. Absolutely. You better buy robots, or someone's to get mad. Someone has to keep it alive. <laughs> Someone has to make sure there's Transformers next year. That's right. Uh, no, I happened into a Studio Series Rampage. Oh, uh, he yeah. is the Red Pogo Man. They, there's a lot of names that are very similar in my head with Studio Series when it comes to the Constructicons. Mm-hmm. I needed a second. Yeah, he is certainly going to be a leg someday. He is. I've actually still never handled one. I never saw one since uh, TFCon, but uh, he's got that uh, that big ankle tilt, right? Like, that's kind of the big surprise in that guy. There's a big clickety something. I don't know if an ankle tilt, you know, kind of makes up for, you know, everything else. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would like to see the conversation. Actually, you know, we'll just do it. But yeah, the one where everything is, but there's an ankle tilt. Uh... <laughs> When he in fact has no legs, um, but uh, yeah, it sounds like you're you're seeing him more as uh, this is part of the big picture. Yeah, like I feel like half the Constructicons are gonna make some really interesting toys, and then the other half, I'm obligated. Mm. Like if I like they, you are a means to an end, Rampage. I'm sorry. So far, you do. He he does look like the most. I think I said this when we talked about him when uh, Aaron got him. Uh, he seems the most compromised uh, as far as like his robot mode is certainly hoping you don't look from a certain direction. Yeah, yeah. He's got that. What do you call it? Truck buttock. Is that a word? Which is amazing because he doesn't have legs to really need a butt. You still need a butt. I don't know. Do like, cause, no, because like a mermaid has a butt. It's true. And Rampage is basically a mermaid. <sighs> but it's that's Pogo versus Fishtail. I mean, well, you, you got to have a robotic equivalent to a fishtail. Robot can't have a... He's got one of those... Um, you know, here's, here's how I see it. He is like a mermaid, but a mermaid wearing a sort of... Um, a sort of bunderwear uh, skirt, a bundercloth. He's got a thing draped over his butt. It's like a loincloth, but not your loin. It's just your butt. 
I have no idea what that's called now that you bring that up. Bundercloth. Let's just call it that. It's a bundercloth. It's butt underwear loincloth. We smash them all together. It's a bundercloth. It's perfect. Uh, no, that, that, that sounds that sounds like the '90s fashion thing of just tying an extra shirt around your waist. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of, though. Head. Except we're we're you know making it a little bit more um, formal, a little bit more formal, uh, regal as Rampage deserves. Um, so he has a he has a regal butt flap. Yeah, regal butt flap, but it's not even a flap. It's uh, it's form fitting to accentuate his curves. Is uh, is he at least feel like he's interesting when you're transforming him? Like, well, the trans, yeah, the transformation is not bad. All right, like, like in that, like, I, I do, I do have some fun transforming, and he's not as overly complicated as some movie toys. Tend. In fact, his own movie toy from some years uh, ago. Yeah, I remember that thing. <laughs> wow. Like, if, like, okay, you know what? If it took, if that's what it takes in order to have two legs on this guy, no, I might as well just have one. Yeah. That was that was actually that was four. Now that I think of it. Yeah, he was the. Uh... Whip, crab legs McWhip Kraken or something. He he went, well, he went from Centaur to Pogo Stick. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, that's the toy I gotta handle again. I have the red one just sitting in a box back in BC. I need to pull him out and, and have a go with that figure again. It's been, it's been nearly a decade. Um, I remember, I remember seeing the red one once and going, oh, this is a last wave repaint. Aren't these usually like really rare on the aftermarket? Yeah, last I checked, he's rare on the aftermarket. Yeah, <laughs> <They're> <laughs> behind him. Um, but uh, yeah, he. I mean, it's. It, I almost wonder. Do you think that he's probably like the low mark for you in that whole set, just because he is? I mean, I, I guess it depends how much you're into our little T Rex boy. I, I. I mean, I own two. Yeah. Like. 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 I. I. I will give our Robo Kangaroo an honest shot in hand and see how he feels before. Deciding where on the totem pole he lies. Yeah, but it it sounds like you're you're probably a little bit more excited to handle the slightly more bipedal ones. Something something more to the traditional designs, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't like to I don't like to be a prude about my transformer aesthetic. I don't mind something that's out there in design, different from the norm. It's all it's At the all same right. Time, you, you can be a normie about it. You can. <laughs> I like my Transformers with two legs and and no bunder skirts. Sorry, bunder cloths. I just invented the word. Still trying to remember it. No, but I, I do prefer an action figure that has action to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that does require legs from time to time. Yeah, I, I really wish that uh, that pogo leg had come out with a more pogo leg looking silhouette that maybe had like a a mid pogo twist to give it a, a slight curvature um, so it could look like it was actually pogoing not just it's a post yeah uh and i think that i think that that probably would have taken him to the leader price point uh to pull that off while keeping all the combina- combination stuff in there um which would have been a rough leader toy to pick up probably <laughs> i mean we we've got scavenger on the way yeah yeah, I, I just think that with, with Rampage, if they'd gone to leader class, he probably could have ended up with a better pogo and probably more whippy whips, um, which are both boons in my opinion. But, you know, I guess the, the price point is a bit of a jump. I'm actually. Uh, I'm excited to see how that's what the, whatever the hell that scavenger is. 
Uh, that's going to be the real test of like, what are you guys going to do with a guy who is kind of not much? Uh, unless I'm mixing him up with someone else because he's had 15 no, names. No, no, no. Scavenger, no. Scavenger slash Demolishor. Right. No, Scavenger. A.K.A. The, the one that's two arms and a double Ferris wheel. The, I remember that the whole thing that got cleared up is like, no, there's just two of them. There's Demolisher, who dies at the start of the movie, and Scavenger, whose robot mode you technically never see. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I always had it in my head because of the toy that, like, the ones that combined didn't have an individual robot mode. Happened to be some construction vehicles that had robot modes. It, mm-hmm. There was a whole thing that it was an idea I wish they could have pursued if the movies cared about that back then whatsoever, as opposed to the lip service they have now. Uh, or at least as of last night, the lip service is gone. Now we're doing better movies. But they had presented the concept that the Constructicons are not a team so much as like a sort of race. Uh, and that any number of Constructicons could form into a Devastator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would have loved to see that played out with some more imagination beyond the one time uh, that we got to see it. Yeah, I, I I think in that original movie, having like four of them combine into something and then having another one roll up and it like grabs on and absorbs and becomes something else. Yeah. Would have been a cool way to follow that through, not just be like, I don't know, one toy has six, one toy has seven. Or after they blow a hole through them, like, you know, two of them are dead, but then the other ones all just kind of yeah. reform into little, like, bisected Devastatorettes. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. But, uh, well, TJ, that brings you one closer to Devastator than me, because I, I still only have my... I still only have Scrap Metal, the kind of just inexplicably normal and good one so far. Uh, He's rocking that bipedal life. Uh, anything else on topic on your end? So, a new place opened up somewhere in my vicinity, mm. which uh, I, I showed off. I showed off pictures of it on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, I saw some of those. I love, I love this place. This is a combination retro arcade and collector's toy store. Is a dangerous place for me to have within driving range, but yeah. here it is. So yeah, I got a nice got a nice afternoon of uh free play on a lot of old video games and arcade machines I played as a kid and while I was there, browsed around a few transformers and among the only ones that were not overcharged to hell and back, uh a a Rodimus Unicronus. I have never seen that toy outside of a convention floor. It was the one that was permanently floating at my Toys R Us, and I kept going, maybe next time. Not in the mood for a repaint. Yeah. I was in the mood for a repaint, I guess. <laughs> no, but I generally like the toy better than most, I think. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, I don't know, like, I feel, I feel like the evolution gimmick just suits the mold better. I feel like, I feel like while Prime makes a better toy... You know, just in the transformation, the combination elements, he sacrifices more than the Rodimus mold did. Yeah. You know, Rodimus has quirks to him, but I feel like all of his modes tend to be fairly solid and what they should be. All black just kind of set out a little bit. It definitely helps um, some of the weirder positions that the combined mode can get into. 
honestly, like, I'm the, I'm the type that's always looked at, like, the Black Rodimus repaints and went that it's just so, like, it feels like you're trying too hard to replicate success of Black Convoy. Yeah. Rodimus in black and purple. No rhyme or reason behind it. It just looks so nice. He's he's still it on. Just looks good. He's still one I hope I can track down. And at this point, now I'm like, well, now I hope I can track him down for retail because I missed that train. Because <laughs> uh, like the the new head looks great every time. Like when I seen him at at convention show floors, uh, he looks fantastic. Like the colors came out really well. Over like you know every color that isn't black is really popping. Um, I just I I. Ended up not liking the Rodimus base toy enough to want to go, like, full retail on that one, and I am probably going to kick myself about it sometime later. <laughs> um, but congratulations. Also, congrats on having a, a solid, um, I was going to say friendly local, friendly local arcade and toy store uh, in the area. Because, uh, yeah, the, some of those shots. Flats? Congrats on the new flats. Uh, that flats looks, looks like it ain't no tat. Uh, the shots of these uh, machines is, looks like it's a lot of fun. And I like the idea that they're running them free play because that's actually a great way to get people to buy toys. I think, mm-hmm. um, cause you get them to feel, you get them to feel guilty about playing the games for free and then they want to support the place. And yeah, that's what I would do. Well, it could cost 20 bucks to play all the they they'll forget about it. oh actually it is an FLGS I can see magic cards are there too I'm looking through your photos nah they got I'll tell you this it's it's worth twenty bucks just to know that I can beat Rocksteady in the old Ninja Turtle game in one life now man <laughs> you're learning there's some weird logics to to winning those um coin chomper beat 'em ups like like playing the AI to find like that little loop you can get it stuck into yeah um. Whenever I've seen speedruns of those games, I'm like, this doesn't even look like the humans playing the game anymore. <laughs> um, and I also see that you went by your Toys R Us, which still has its sign up, which seems kind of it hurts. Like, take man. the sign down. Take the sign yeah. down. <laughs> that M- mine just... still has the old sign up. Take it down. <laughs> Don't leave the. It just yeah. burns driving by it. Like, like that that is the part that I think is the roughest is, is the big colorful sign that now means nothing over there uh that needs to uh needs to be dealt with here's the here's the weirdest part about all of this the arcade and toy shop is where Toys R Us used to be <laughs> before it moved to that location it's literally next door to the old Toys R Us building man everything is a cycle that's cool it's also messed up that the Toys R Us like husks are still standing there as though they're open. Um, but congrats on the Rodimus. Uh, what was he called, Mishima? Rodimus Cron. Rodimus Cron. Yeah, I'm just shaking my head. Uh, <laughs> anything else on your end? Uh, Transformer wise, that would be it. All right, I actually got something on topic. I I played you all. I made you buy things. Uh, I didn't buy anything. I made you both buy things. <laughs> Not on topic, just in general. <laughs> you know all that food? I, you know all that sustenance? I you to acqu- I forced you to acquire monetary goods. That internet you're paying for? It's all my fault. Ah, ha, ha. Uh, I picked up a pre-order from EB Games. It's a friendly Canadian chain. 
that we have over here. Because uh, my pre-order for uh, Ectotron came in on June the 1st. For some reason, Canada got Ectotron first. Uh, yeah, I just, congratulations. I assumed that Hasbro Pulse was shipping them out at the same time. Uh, but it sounds like that ain't the case. So... I've popped open Ectotron. His packaging is very nice. It's very it's it's a very high quality card stock that they used, um, and it's almost just like a G one box, right down to having like a white cardboard insert with a bubble on it. Uh, except that the bubble is a tray, and the tray just has twist those twisties that you have to cut, and there's no top tray. So repackaging Ectotron means you're gonna have to supply your own twist ties, unfortunately, uh, or get someone to make a third party top tray. But uh, here's the worst part. The Slimer figure he comes with kind of blows. It's just a little sort of bendy, clear green plastic Slimer with no paint and a peg hole on his underside, but no nothing to peg him on. He doesn't interact with Ectotron whatsoever, as far as I can tell. He's just there. Um, and I, I get why he's there, but I was kind of like, I was expecting like s- some kind of like single point of interaction. Uh, the... The Ecto-1 alt mode looks friggin' incredible, um, and the robot mode looks pretty darn good, too. The transformation is really nice, uh, aside from the Proton Pack, and uh, I was telling Aaron this uh, off-mic yesterday, but this thing... I, I went in expecting this is going to be like, oh, it'll be like a retool of that Combiner Wars torso. Uh, there are very few vestiges of that Combiner Wars torso left in this toy, as far as I'm concerned. Like, uh, some of them, like, the where the arms and legs go are the same. There's a chest flap that the head folds into. But, like, there's there's a ton of stuff that's different. Like, the legs extend out somewhat differently and a lot more solidly than any of the Combiner Wars, Unite Warriors versions. Uh, the shoulder pads have a really cool transformation where you, like, you push down, because the whole hood section split in two is the shoulder pads. You push down on the rearmost section that would be, would have been by the front windshield. That compresses downwards with the front wheel, and then the extended front section uh, twists 90 degrees and clicks into place over top of it. Uh, it's super darn cool. Um, the the Proton Pack, by the way, is not a bad thing. It's just that, that all that mess on top of the Ecto-1, you can leave it there when you transform them, but it isn't a Proton Pack. It's just a hunk on his back. If you want it to become a Proton Pack, you have to remove it, transform it, and put it back on him upside down using tabs instead of pegs. Uh... And it's a pretty cool transformation, all things considered. Here's my one thing, though, and it's all centric around the Proton Pack. There are a bunch of soft plastic parts, at least one of which is actually painted light blue, and you have to disconnect all of those things from little tabs and then reconnect them. And the light blue thing is also the cable for the um, the something wand. What's the thing? It's a wand. That's the part I remember. You know, the thing they wave around that shoots streams you don't cross. Mm-hmm. Uh all these bendy plastic bits, I don't really know how they're going to survive uh, very well uh, with multiple transformations. Upside, they are all so separate that in a worst-case scenario where the Ectotrons all have disintegrating PVC parts, which I think is probably not the case, it is in fact probably just going to be fine, they're all so removable that if someone really wanted to, third-party replacements made of more durable materials would be incredibly straightforward to install. Uh, Not produce, I don't know how I'd produce them, but if someone made them, I don't think they would be difficult whatsoever to install. So, you know, double-edged sword there. But the transformation is just so good, considering this is a toy I thought I knew. There's at least, like, three, including the shoulder pads, like, major, completely new steps 
that are, in my opinion, improvements on the original. Um, so I like the toy a lot. Uh, it's increased price point. Once you mess with it, when you see the Ecto-1 mode and you see all the new tooling and all the new transformation engineering, it's, you know, it's very simple stuff, but it's just new to this design. Uh, I feel like my money's worth was there. Um, this feels like what we all thought BotCon exclusives were going to become when Hasbro was working more closely with it before it turned out it was just factory access uh, and a factory access that sometimes leads to weird shrunken head scenarios. Um, mm-hmm. But it, like, this is a step above generation select. Uh, this is a step of, this is maybe either on par or a half step below that star convoy. Um, but it's very similar in how many parts are just completely new. Uh, I was, I was really surprised how cool this thing was. I, I went in a little, by the time I, I picked up my pre-order, it had been enough months where I was like, oh, should I have gotten this? This is expensive. And then I got home and messed with it. And I was like, this thing is actually really cool. Um, I kind of hope I can track down a second one to keep an Ecto one mode, like just in the box. Cause the box is so nice. Uh, but right now it's, it, they're, they're fairly scarce. Hopefully we get flooded with them when they ship the actual shipment, probably in time with Hasbro pulse. Um, so there's your early report on Ectotron, uh, which we got first. Ha ha. Yay. Uh, do you guys have any questions about Ectotron? No. Either of you guys are f- afraid of no ghosts. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Like I keep telling you, stop shopping in the future. <laughs> yeah. Also, we'll talk about Fortnite in a bit later on, right? Again, I didn't know I was apparently EB games apparently just, just says, no, ship it to us. It's fine. Screw America. We're <laughs> just ship us all the things that they don't have yet. Uh, before we get there, we have the rest of a podcast to do. We got a listener question. Uh, here's a quickie that we'll do first that might not even be in the topic list because I probably will forget to edit it in. But we had a, a question last week that was for both teams. And thanks to you guys, I remembered to go look for it. And that question was, uh, have you ever experienced with your collections the feeling of being overwhelmed? Not because you have so much stuff, but because you have so much stuff that you like. Uh, the question originally from Daniel Zonenberg, uh, was kind of based on the idea of he goes to try to grab like a figure he wants to mess with for the night and then sees like three more. He's like, oh, these are cool too. And then kind of stands in front of them messing with them for a while. And then suddenly it's like, oh no, I was supposed to take one back over there to mess with it. Um, so it's, it's like having too much stuff, except that you also like a lot of it, I guess. Like it's a positive version of it. Um, but granted, this is odd to add to ask of you guys, seeing how Aaron still has a whole lot of stuff in boxes, and TJ, mm-hmm. you've recently purged a whole lot of stuff. But that gives, I think, some interesting angles on this question. So I don't know, Aaron, you want to go first? Um, I kind of do. It's why I have a collection room in the first place, and then it has just again only gotten worse as I go. Oh, here's another box full of boxes to go up here and make me feel bad that I have even more boxes and I just need to not see all these boxes uh, and then run away. At least you, so you keep it contained so the room is where you go to stand and <laughs> yeah, mess pretty with much. things. I mean, there, there's a lot of Transformers everywhere else, but like that specifically is where the all the anxiety comes to a peak. Ah, yes. Yes, I understand. Um, well, TJ, how about yourself? Uh, have you ever had this problem? Did this present itself when you were going through doing uh, your, your shelf purges? I, I feel like the purging is the moment where that kind of wore off on me. Mm-hmm. At one time, I had five bookshelves dedicated to just Transformers because I wanted all of them out at the same time. 
And as much as I've purged, you know, I've got two bookshelves full right now. They're still up. That doesn't cover all the stuff that's stashed away. Yeah. You know, I've got tubs upon tubs full of Transformers. I'll pull one out just to... Just because I was curious. Like, okay, uh, I haven't played with Generations Warpath in a while. I really like that toy. Let's go back and around with him. Oh, I've got this one too. Oh, I've still got that. Okay, I'm rolling right back into it. This is why I started sitting in the first place. <laughs> uh, there's just too much to handle here. Uh, yeah, I definitely get that way. Because, hey, uh, they've made a lot of neat stuff over the years, and the more you get, the more you're you're going to run into that as an issue. Yeah. And it is like, you know, a sort of, you know, not a bad problem to have in the sense of at least that means that your collection, it turns out, is stuff you still love. Uh, that's, that's I think, probably a better feeling than, like, being surrounded by a whole lot of stuff and staring at it and going, like, I hate it all. Where I know I've heard, <laughs> I, I know, I've known people who have gone through that, and that's, even though that leads to easier purging, it sounds like it also leads to a whole lot more of an existential moment. Um, what have I done? Yeah, see, I I do that, but never about my toys. It's always about everything else. <laughs> uh, existential. Holy crap! Hey, so that answered that question. Uh, so I actually did it. We did the same question in two different things at the very last moment, where <laughs> was our last chance to have a question answered by both Seth and you guys for a little while at least. Uh, no. That's right. I'm just going to dig all these wounds deeper. Go look at that Toys R Us sign again. Um, we have a fresh listener question here from Carito Prime. Uh, and this this one I'm going to uh, read out for you guys. Hello once again, even number riders of the audio waves. I have come back again, this time with just one short question for all of you. The question is simple and inspired on the new Siege's line, uh, Siege Lines effect parts. What other Transformers lines or toys do you wish had come with extra effect parts, and what parts would they be? I recently got my first Masterpiece, Masterpiece Optimus Primal, in the same box as the Throne of Prime's toys, and so now it's the Year of the Monkey up in this biz. And I really wish it had come with some blast effects for its wrist guns. My favorite part of the toys so far. And maybe even a slash effect for the sword. Well, that's all for now. Goodbye and good luck. Um, so do you guys wish you'd seen some more effect parts now that you've, uh, we're basically getting them bundled in with a bunch of Siege? You ever, are you looking at any of your previous figures and going like, man, that could have done with something too. I mean, I, I think that that'd be an interesting concept to get more of that. Mm-hmm. Because right now it's basically just packed in with the weaponizers. Yeah. Right? Is that the right price point? Yeah, with the weaponizers. Um, I mean, having gotten it on, like, figure art stuff before, and and the fact that, like, I think figure arts now has a line of just, like, effect stuff. Well, they, not even figure arts necessarily. <sighs> it's Tamashi has a line of effect or stuff. Uh, for right. all of their collector lines. Um, like, I, th- I think that it would be neat. I'm not sure how well like transformers would do for that i think it'd be neat if maybe it was just a more general um like more available at least in like the u.s market for effects parts so that you could mix and match better like hasbro does have a a sort of pool of effect parts that they have pulled from multiple times which i I learned about because of uh lightning collection uh, all those effect parts are not only from Marvel Legends, but in fact have been used multiple times in Marvel Legends to the point where people have nicknames for some of them, uh, mm-hmm. which which was news to me. Uh, 
I don't think I think that some of that stuff actually could work for Transformers, but I think it would only really work with the melee figures. With, with Siege, the nice thing is now we have this sort of uniform muzzle size that seems to be carrying forward for a little while. Um, yeah, which makes room, you know, for more more kaboom and and gunshot effect parts. But yeah, um, Hasbro uh, seem like they are not like they've got a, a little bit of a precedent set now with Lightning Collection of Marvel Legends, and it could be something going forward. Um, TJ, how about you? Uh, how do you feel about Transformers and effect parts? Uh, it's, I, I, I think in general, I just like when toys come with effect parts to begin with, like, especially if I'm paying for something high end, mm. I was happy we start getting with masterpiece, especially I feel like that's a line where, yeah, I could definitely do blast effects. I can do Inferno's water things like that. Yeah. But for me, effect parts that are specific that I would really like to see uh, anything with a sword because mm-hmm. that's what takes a pose from I'm just pointing a sword at you to I'm trying to slash your head off yeah you know uh, like blast effects are nice but like things that convey motion are better for effect parts at least for me yeah, I, especially when you have uh, transformers that are known for things like uh, like little like burst effects for like rumble or frenzy. So like yeah. I know they're smashing the ground, not just like leaning over and gorilla. I, mm-hmm. I agree with you. It, it, like the best Tamashii effects to me are the crater ones because they imply that impact has already happened, uh, and I think that that's an easier thing to work with when it comes to an ostensibly static figure that you're posing. Um, that's why the, in Siege, the little kaboom effect parts have actually not done a whole lot for me compared to the ones that can look like muzzle blasts. Um, just because, until we saw them on Omega Supreme, at least, just because with the scale and everything and the fact that they tend to only really fixate on the shoulders, I was just like, it just looks like everyone has hidden shoulder Vulcans, but except that they aren't even sculpted there, uh, whenever I see those, those effect parts on there. So stuff stuff that implies motion uh or more i guess generic motion to a degree is is more up my alley um i think the one problem is that like like you know not to have entered into a case where we all sort of agree but like it sounds like we're all kind of into effect parts to some degree uh i think one of the first things i've seen people say that they would have liked to skip uh out on for the sake of saving some cash is effect parts unfortunately <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I can, I can definitely see it as a thing that people wouldn't be interested in, and would see it and just be like, "Uh, wh- now I have this useless thing to deal with." It's, yeah. it's like that's whenever, not fun. Whenever a, an electronic feature is revealed on an expensive current masterpiece toy, it's also immediately a target of like, <laughs> yeah, you know, this toy yeah. could have been eighty dollars cheaper if it wasn't for that sound chip, and it's like. And maybe not 80, but it, it probably would have been notably less expensive. But then the sound chip is being like, you know, Beast Wars Megatron's sound chip is done to a masterpiece degree of the sheer amount of stuff and function in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and personally, I feel that it, it only ex, you know adds to the price point. I, I was also going to note, uh, as far as masterpieces coming with effect parts, it's also on like the most expensive ones to have come out. You know, Dinobot, Beast Wars Megatron, um if I recall correctly, MP44 Optimus has some that can work with his gun, but I I might be mixing it up with another toy now. Um, but, you know, they, they all seem to, to me, add to the package. With G1 Masterpiece specifically, I guess it is hard to say I'd like to see an effect part when sometimes I feel like we're not even getting all the 
um, prop from an episode accessories I like to get. I mean, granted, a lot of them are from one episode, but I love that they're they're dipping into that water. Um, literally with Hound, give him a thing we're going to talk about in a second. Whoa. Um, but yeah, I I I think that like Tamashi effects, honestly. You get some Tamashii stages with arms, a couple Tamashii effects. You, you're kind of kitted out for effect parts for any toy line, really. They've they've gone very comprehensive with those things. Um, like there's even speed, like not speed lines, but there's there's impact ones that you can take apart. So they're various like outer rings of impact to make it look like sort of sort of like speed lines is what my brain wants to say. But you know when someone ru- okay. like rushes forward so fast, there's little outer rings behind them. Um, like there's one of those, um, like a shockwave. Yeah. Like if you really want to get some effect parts, you feel like you're missing out on some for your transformers. Honestly, look at Tamashii effects. Sometimes they go on sale for pretty darn cheap, uh, especially if it's uh, a color way that like people are not as into. Um, so I, I would say look in that venue too. Uh, anyway, hope that answered your question, Carito, cause we got to talk about something important that Aaron pointed out to me yesterday. I missed this. Mm-hmm. Um, We've talked a lot about, can you just put some nicely made videos up of the toy being transformed? Uh, Hasbro's official Teletran data files have put up straightforward videos just showing the toys getting transformed. Granted, this is for Wave 3 of Siege specifically. So it is Red Alert, Refractor, Brunt, Springer, and Galaxy Upgrade Optimus Prime. I think this is a good step forward. Uh, I, I think that there's a chance that this is not going to extend much beyond this, which would be a shame, but I'm hoping that, uh, these get received well enough to, to have this just done as a feature going forward. I have them set up in a loop so that it looks like they're getting hundreds of views. All right. Hopefully no one's listening to this podcast. Uh Oh, delete that. Delete that. What, what are you doing? What am I doing? What, what are you we're out of a job now. No, no, this is not the job I wanted. We're being replaced. I didn't want this job. I wanted the job of, of explaining how I feel about a figure without having to simultaneously provide instructions. And and I would like it if the company making the toys provides the F-bombing video instructions. Uh, <laughs> now, I only watched the Galaxy Upgrade Optimus Prime one. I think it's very well shot. Uh, I only have two qualms. Uh, number one... This is a qualm that a lot of people don't even agree with necessarily. I don't like that there's music playing over top of it. I wish I could hear the plastic. I think that mm-hmm. that communicates what's going on a lot more. There are There is a logistics problem with that, which is that means whoever's filming it cannot talk while they're filming. And given the way that these are being shot, clearly in one of their photo shoot areas on a, on a timeline, that probably is just not reasonable to have complete set silence while also doing this. Um, so I'll let that one go. But when they have a jump cut, there's this like static feed effect. Uh, and I find it intensely distracting. Uh, I think it, there could have been a much more subtle effect. I'm pretty sure that that static feed was probably input from a producer, uh, or someone who's not working on the videos, but who gets say on the final edit. Uh, that does not look like something a video editor would put in willingly. Um, so, you know, those are my two little problems. Otherwise they are shot. Great. I mean, if there's a third problem is that they don't go back and forth between all the modes, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to ask for the moon when you're giving me a spaceship already. Like, you know, we'll get a better spaceship eventually. Um, so I'm, I'm impressed with these things so far. Uh, TJ, how are you feeling about this stuff? Other than the, you know, imminent replacement of our function. Uh, it, it's a necessary step. You know, we, we, how we've gone on for way, way too long about the instruction quality. 
Hasbro especially. And this is a nice step forward. You know, this feels this feels like it's a modernization. It takes a lot of guesswork out of it. I don't have to go around and I don't you know, like I, I actually do look forward to like yeah, you know, the day I get stuck on a transformer, I don't have to hunt and peck between all these different toy reviewers looking for the one that shot you know, a very nice video of just the transformation so I can see exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I just have this spot to go to. Yeah. And I haven't watched it yet, but like, I'm going to assume that this Springer video is going to save a whole lot of bacons, uh, be it parents, be it fans. Like, because, uh, okay, let's be clear here. Do either of you think Springer's printed instructions for a Voyager class triple changer in 2019 are going to even be legible? I, no. I don't have hopes. Is what I'll say. So this is going to be a boon, you know, just to see intended function is going to be a boon, I think. Uh, and and I've said it many times. I think it's great that video makers, myself included, you know, I'll pat myself on the back for a second, you know, make videos that help people transform through the figures. But none of us design these toys. Mm-hmm. Thus, there is always the chance that the nicest looking, clearest video is missing something. And then, and unfortunately, with the nature of these platforms, it's not really worth a lot of people's time to go back and redo the whole thing and put it up again or put up a little addendum. Then it's two videos, you know, like, yeah, uh, like, I, I will admit way too many times I've missed the transformation step. Yeah. And it's it's embarrassing and it's misinforming. And it's because, hey, I not the one who made it don't blame me mm-hmm. especially on a new figure fallible like on a new figure if you get coverage up early that means that you missed the whole discourse across the fandom of how the figure works and then right. a year later your video just looks like the one that doesn't know what <laughs> well, it's doing well it's like imagine <laughs> studio series Jetfire if we never got those japanese instructions yeah we would all be sitting here just saying like and here's the red part you throw away uh right <laughs> until like i i don't think anyone until maybe three years from now when they're putting the thing together for sale just going like can i just stuff this in somewhere would have realized hey wait it fits perfectly in this divot in the back uh like like no youtube creator uh worked on these toys i'll i'll be bold enough to say that maybe i'm wrong mm. but i don't think i am and thus no youtube creator is as qualified to share how the toy works than the people who made it. So uh, I hope that we see this going forward. I hope we see something of this quality for MP44 when that toy drops. Uh, and I think, and then it will have to be mute because it's a masterpiece and it'll be half profanity. You know what? If they design it, they, they should. Well, you know, I've, I have, I still have very little mercy for Bandai Japan's transformation video for the VF31 uh, that is not only shot in vertical with on a phone in like 720 vertical then crunched with like side graphics to work on YouTube but then they also blared this enormous music over the whole thing and it's like come on it's like a $300 figure um well more like 250 I think if you get them new but those people outside with the sirens agree with me. Uh, they stopped them because they agree with me. Anyway, <laughs> I'm really into this too. I'm, you know, I'm gonna go watch the Springer one when I get Springer. I'm gonna hold off until until I pick him up, and only if I get stuck. But once I've transformed him a couple times, I'm gonna watch it anyway to see if I missed anything. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing this with me yesterday. You're welcome. Um, I when I saw it, I was like, oh my. They did it. 
those sons of bitches. But you know what? They did it once for one wave. Yeah. All right. This is... I, I, I'm, I, I got hope in my heart that... I do too, but... That all the <laughs> listeners are also going to go set up some sort of autoplay routine to continue this viewing, and they'll think that all the Transformers fans are actually really dumb and can't figure out how toys work, and then they have to continue doing this. Well, I would also like the people who shot this, I, I assume that these are working video folks, I would like them to get more work, because these were well shot. Uh, I think that it's embarrassing that this is not already a practice for a complex transforming toy from any company. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think that the expenditure is too large for the gains you get both in uh, goodwill and a solid media piece. Um, this should be standard. There should be people getting work doing this constantly. Uh, should I be one of them? Oh, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. I live in the wrong country. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope that this is standard going forward. Uh, this was simply shot. It was well shot. It did close-ups exactly where it needed to, with the Gal- at least with the Galaxy Upgrade Optimus video. Um, mm-hmm. it communicated straightforward stuff like the parts forming of the parts on his forearms, uh, going up. Springer's the- actually doing a whole lot more work than I thought he would. I mean, I'm just looking Sorry, at Sorry, this- I'm, I'm watching the Springer video now. I'm just looking at the screen cap on TFW of a half-transformed Springer, and I can see that this video is very necessary. Yeah. Uh, so- I'm wondering if Springer's the reason, like, man, this thing kind of explodes inside out four times. You know what? Good. Whatever the reason was, Good. Uh, I'm still like already. Here's my criticism. Why wave three? That's my that's here's my opening criticism. Why wave three? <laughs> because wave one and two didn't include a character that they'd already gone through this with. <laughs> like, hey, do you, do you remember that last Springer we made? And like, how we let's not do that again. Let's just 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 dip this one before it becomes a problem. Yeah, I I don't know. I I hope that we see them go back and do Wave 1 and 2. I don't care if they're older toys. This is for the sake of standards to me on a media level and on on a a production level, on a respect for the designers level. Yeah. Gosh darn it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, good. Go back and go back and do R.I.D. Megatron. I still can't remember half the forms it can do. I would love it if they were to do some like legacy ones like. Listen, I get it. You're not a, you're not actually a media company. Well, okay, maybe you are because you own a studio. But the point I'm trying to make is, this is a toy company, and this stuff is just ancillary to the main product. But but boy, it would be a good look, and it would be fun. It would be engaging um, to see from from the designer side going back to do some videos of their stuff. Uh, I don't think that would take anything away from YouTube creators, to be honest. Uh, I've always thought it was ridiculous that toy reviewers are simultaneously supposed to be doing instructions. Um, I think I think if you want to do instructional videos, that is completely fine. I've done a couple. I'd, there's some more I'd like to do, but like to pastiche instructions with critical review is is completely ridiculous in my mind right now. Yeah, uh, I, I will admit, like part part of part of my burnout when it came to video production was just I I was sick of just explaining how to work the thing because it because while I understand it's part of the critique, there are good transformations, there are bad ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is just. It's busy work. I, I think <laughs> it's like, it's like well, I think I just want to talk about what I love about the toy, which has nothing to do with showing people exactly what to do with it. Well, and I think critiquing the transformation doesn't necessarily mean you even have to explain it, you know, word for word or, or explain it to the, the degree that your video is also instructions. Uh, like if you're going to give critique, you should just give critique with with the visual 
uh, aids without, you know, facing blowback for not clearly representing the transformation when it's like this is supposed to be a critique of the, of the piece in the first place. And that's a long, weird rant that I only actually recently developed in the last year or two. Uh, I'll, I'll hold off for a little bit there. Um, but yeah, grats to Hasbro Takarotomi for this. Do more. Do it for your masterpiece toys. They cost enough money that we, in my opinion, deserve video instructions with those expensive toys. Uh, that's just me. Um, we have another listener question here from Agregor, who says, Hello, Evangelist and his fellow podcasters. I started listening to the podcast since this past weekend, and I cannot stop. I love it. Uh, anywho, I have a fun little listener question to ask. Apologies if asked before. Have you ordered a Transformer off of an online retailer only to get a Transformer that wasn't the one you ordered? For instance, I had placed an Amazon order for Studio Series KSI Sentry, and once the package came in the mail, the Transformer in question was Studio Series Dropkick with the KSI Sentry barcode sticker on top of his box. I opened it, however, because it was still a new Transformer I hadn't owned. Thanks, and loving the podcast, clunk. Here's a quick thing. Only when you're dealing with Amazon, if they send you the wrong thing, tell them, because they'll send you the right thing, and they probably won't ask for the wrong thing yeah. back unless it's expensive. Uh, Amazon has too much money, so don't feel bad about taking advantage of getting more things out of them. Uh, it's guiltless, in my opinion, unless it comes out that like every time that happens, they also like process a human uh into more packaging material or something. Um, but this actually hasn't happened to me with Transformers toys. Uh, all I've had happen is I had a Walmart package with a $20 three-pack of reissue Conehead Seekers disappear from my doorstep, apparently. Um, I never figured that one out. But, um, DJ, have you ever ordered a Transformer and gotten, like, a different one? Not that I can remember. Like, that's one of those fuzzy little, maybe that happened to me, but, like, I can't remember, like, a, a specific incident. I can only, he I only remember, I can only remember incidents that I have read about and things that people have advised against. Yeah. Because I, re I remember for, for years, if you ordered a deluxe Transformer off of Kmart, they would just send you whatever. Yeah. Because to them, every deluxe was just the same barcode. That's Yep, that's that happened to me on two occasions. Oh jeez. Well, one one occasion twice. Of like, no, that's not what I ordered. I ordered this. Oh, sorry about that. Send another thing. Still not it. I got two deluxes now, I guess. Yeah. Uh I was also gonna say Hasbro um Customer service. I don't know if it's still the, this way. I know it's been this way at least up until a year or two ago. If you had a problem with a Transformers toy and you contacted Hasbro and you sent them your deluxe, they would just send you back a deluxe. Like, not necessarily the one you sent them. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, too. Well, that's, like, frequently, if it's not something that just came out and you're trying to get a refund or a replacement, then it's like, yeah, we don't have any of those in stock anymore because we're not a store or a warehouse. Yeah, but it, like the the communication on it is always like that part isn't clear until you've already shipped it to them. Mm -hmm. uh, I know I heard from someone as 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 it was at least maybe just two years ago, so it's still pretty you know fairly recent that that happened to them. And I told them, yeah, you you, you never actually send it back to Hasbro. You deal with the store you bought it from. Uh, mm -hmm. Hasbro customer service is is not incredibly equipped for dealing with people who actually want a specific thing. It's it's equipped for like if kids broke the toy or something. Uh, mm -hmm. Then a parent just gets another one. Um, this actually happened to me with the Transformers trading card game last year. 
Um, there's a site called TCG Player where you can buy trading cards off of vendors who put them up there. Mm. I wanted a couple copies of... Uh, it was I think it was actually a couple copies of Swap Parts. It was some card that started with the letter S and was a rare, so I think it was Swap Parts. Um, just because I, was, I, I built these deck lists and I wanted extra cards so I could have my decks all built all the time. So I tried to order two copies of Swap Parts. And then, like a month, this this order also took a million years to get to me. When I finally got here, I, it was two copies of Security Checkpoint, not Swap Parts. So I emailed the seller and I say, "Hey, um, I ordered Swap Parts, but you sent me Security Checkpoint, and you know Security Checkpoint on your listings is like twice the cost of Swap Parts. So I don't know what you want to do about this." And they're like, "Oh, don't worry, you keep those. We'll send you the card you asked for." And a week later, I had three more copies of Security Checkpoint. Um, so I decided that at this point they'd sent me five copies of a card that was much more expensive than the one I, I tried to buy two of off of them. So I just, I, I was like, you know what? I probably won here. I tried to reach out to them and they sent me more of the expensive card. Um, the little epilogue on this is security checkpoint. The card I got five copies of has like doubled or tripled in value since then on the aftermarket. Cause it's a double blue pip card. So in the end, I guess I kind of won, but it was weird. Uh, I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> they kept sending me the wrong S card. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my little story. Um, this is all kind of... We're, we're delaying the main event here. You guys? After after how many years of us talking about a grainy photo of a thing for the full photo shoot to come out the day afterwards? There were no great photos of the thing this time. We got the full photo shoot and release date and price. For Masterpiece MP47 G1 Houndo. Uh, this guy's uh, retail price is 19k yen, which is like around, what, 170 US dollars? Uh, I'll put in my little disclaimer here. Um, when it's 19k yen, if you pre order the figure from a Japanese retailer, it is much less. AmiAmi has a pre order up with 30% off. Uh, so it is 132.92 US dollars to pre-order from AmiAmi. Uh, it'll probably be even cheaper after shipping if you're in the states if you uh, wait around for the Amazon Japan listing. So I'm not saying that you sh- you should know this. I'm just saying if you think the price is really high, and you also know you really want MP47 Hound, if you pre-order him from a Japanese retailer, you will get the best price for him. So uh, just. Consider that. Also, a lot of Japanese retailers do not take the money up front, and he is coming out in December, so that that, would, that gives you a lot of a lot of lead time too. Uh, I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, hopefully, to help folks who otherwise aren't aware that that's an option. Uh, so, Hound, uh, this this guy we saw a painted prototype kind of out of nowhere, what feels like a million years ago, and he kind of just disappeared for a while. Uh, but he's back. Uh, he turns into a jeep. His shoulders are friggin' weird. Uh, there is a shot of him reaching down to pack Spike on the back. And do you see what's happening to his left arm? Yeah. <laughs> like, someone pointed out that that was kind of funny in that it represents just how broken the G1 cartoon was for just making things happen. And I'm like, I dig it. I probably wouldn't have taken that photo as a promotional photo, however. That just looks weird. That looks like his arm is gone. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just floating off on its own. Uh, I think it's because for his transformation, like, the arms are connected to those little, um, whatever you call them, fender flap things. Fenders. Little fender flap things that are attached to the fenders. Uh, 
because you know his arms fold up and his head folds up actually into basically an engine block under the hood which is pretty cool it's very alternators throwback uh but yeah he's very animation accurate in his robot mode hound has a real weird animation model so they did some pretty good work here uh his his jeep mode has fairly big seats which seem to just disappear uh which is cool he comes with a spike that's got uh, some decent articulation. Uh, he's also coming with a hologram projector and a hologram of spike. He comes with a key for when he locks up Ravage, if I recall correctly. I actually can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From uh, that one time he used a key. So he comes with, with a little key. Um, I saw somewhere on Twitter someone saying that some, one of the the texts going around is that the key can actually store inside his gun and his gun can store in his leg through transformation. Uh, so, like, technically oh. all parts could stay attached to him, weapon-wise. Uh, but I'm not sure of the veracity on that. We'll find out, I suppose. Uh, he also comes with an awning if you want to make him a normal, like, covered jeep with tarps and stuff over it. Uh, which he can also use as the world's worst shield. Yeah, I I really yeah. dug that canvas top. <laughs> like, and then we have to do something with it in his other mode. Uh. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. no. It's perfect. Uh. Shield. Sh- Shield is always the go-to for any piece of kibble a they have shield? no idea for. Yeah. Made out of canvas. Yeah, it's perfect. perfect. It's so perfect for Hound. G1 Hound is such a dumbass. I love this. Where he's like, oh, oh Optimus, oh, don't worry, I've got a shield from this uh, mission to Atlantis. I needed to have a, a canvas top on my my alternate mode, but don't worry, I'll yeah. also use it to defend you. I'll defend Spike as well. Oh no, Spike started spontaneously bleeding. What's happening? They must have armor-piercing ammunition. Uh, I'm I'm way into this. Uh, also, apparently that I, that canvas top is from Atlantis something or other, an episode where he goes underwater. Um, yeah. So it, it, it has relevance. Uh, TJ, how, how are you feeling about Hound? Uh, I'm I'm really liking Hound so far. Like that was one of those figures where I I knew his animation model had interesting choices for proportions. Yeah. So, uh, they did the best they could. He's very, like, you know, very serviceable action figure, doing everything I want him to do. Uh, he's stretch Armstronging a little bit, but hey, whatever. Yeah. It it works for him. What amuses me about this is that we continue to get this like weird evolution of the spike accessory. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone gets a little more detail, a little more articulation. This one looks kind of like he has a face. Like in maybe they still don't have eyes. He doesn't, but he, one eyes. He's got he's got eye sockets and a nose and a mouth, and he's got the chin of the animation model in that one shot where he's sitting in the passenger seat. Like mm-hmm. he kind of looks like a human, you know, with no eyes. Uh, he doesn't have the um, uh, dianaut uh, torso joint. Which makes me wonder if this spike is in a different scale from the Dianauts. Like, maybe he's in this... Like, you know, given how scale doesn't work in Transformers anyway, what if maybe they're just doing differently scaled spikes? So you get, like, this one with Hound who scales with Hound? But then, like, MP44, doesn't he come with a spike as well? But he's, like, coming with a Dianaut spike? Uh, I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying to think of all who came with spike now. I'm just thinking of the new ones. Um... Because I, I feel like MP44 came with a spike. I'm going to look this up now. Hey, stop saying MP44. Give me a name. Optimus, Optimus Prime. The, the, oh, that one. The new fancy Optimus Prime. 
Oh, the new fancy one. Yeah. Oh, that one, I, I don't know that one. Uh, oh, okay. He comes with Spike with a hard hat. Okay. <laughs> no, well, that's the difference. So, okay, it's the Malibu Stacy thing. Oh, I was going to joke that that was the difference. I didn't know that was the actual difference. <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing. He has a new hat. You know what, though? Hound's Spike has that slight ruffle to his... Like, this Spike looks very animation model, aside from having skin instead of eyes, which is pretty creepy. Like, he's really close. I'm almost kind of like, you know what? You know what? Could you not, at 19k yen retail before everyone discounts it, could you not have tampographed a pair of dots in there for me? Could you not? Uh, I guess not. It is pretty small. But, um, yeah, Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, the newly revealed Masterpiece Hound? Uh, I'm digging the look of him. This is this is one that seems to me to be better on that cartoon versus reality line. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still just the canvas top thing still just tickles me in an odd way. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. <laughs> Trailbreaker, you can store the force field. I've got it handled. Uh-oh. Yeah. They've managed to pierce my shield somehow. Uh. <laughs> it also still has the, the canvas doors attached to it, too. It's flapping yeah. in the wind. <laughs> yeah, I, I was looking at it from the seams. I was kind of hoping that that had, like, collapse up into something that was just, like, a gray barrier. Nah. No, no Hound just, is just, he continues to be the the imbecile of the original Autobot yeah. cast. Uh, <laughs> carries Decepticon insignia boom boxes into the base, mm-hmm. locks a shape shifting robot Jaguar in a large cage with a big Looney Tunes key, and he uses a canvas top as a shield with a okay. and he's grinning in the photo. He's got yeah. that smoke <laughs> grin on. He's like. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to be to, to be fair, like, Ravage was a little set up in that. Like, that's there's a little intention there. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Sure. But you know what? There's a whole team of Autobots there who could have been the ones who figured out how to shift the situation once Hound got all fixated. I'm like, don't worry, everyone. I got a cage. It can hold an entire lion. Uh... I also, I don't know, I have a soft spot for Hound, both in overplaying his imbecilosity and because his voice actor, for some reason, sounded kind of like Jimmy Stewart, and I still can't tell why. Uh, also, I remember when I finally rewatched More Than Meets the Eye years ago when the DVDs came out, and I realized that in More Than Meets the Eye, Hound was supposed to be Spike's pal. Yeah. And then... I, just, I, I think to myself that between More Than Meets the Eye and the rest of season one, the Autobots were like, he's an imbecile. We can't trust him with the life of a human child. <laughs> he's he he is uh, he, he he's he's destructive. He's <laughs> there's going to be a trail of bodies in his wake if we don't get him away from the humans as fast as we can. Bubblebee, come over here. You're about their size. You you take over this part, Hound. Why don't you go and why don't you go and build some more cages in the in the base? Why don't you stay here? Uh, 
think that's why I always felt bad for Hound because like he was supposed to have the starring role. He's going to be the best friend of the humans. Yes, and, like that's in his toy bio. Yeah, but you know oh, what? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> no one took it away from him. He lost that role. <laughs> You know, so I, I'm not one to say qualifications are everything, but at a certain point, qualifications still mean something. Uh, like this was your privilege, and you squat. I'm also hard on him because, if I recall correctly, he's the one who said hologram. Because I always used to think it was Trailbreaker, but I'm pretty sure it was Hound, uh, who pronounced it hologram instead of hologram, and that kills me still. I love it, but it kills me. Uh, I love this toy. I think this looks really good. The transformation, if this is, like, this guy looks like a Sunstreaker in a lot of ways, uh, but slightly bigger. And uh, I'm really into that. Uh, again, I'm into it with the caveat that I plan to pre-order this guy and not pay 19k yen for him. I plan to pay yeah. less than that. Uh, I would not buy this if I had to pay 19k yen. That is why uh, I'm happy that those pre-order venues exist. Um Again, I also understand they're not for everybody. You might want to support local retailers, etc. And if you can, you should. Uh, for me, this is just the way I'm rolling. Uh, and he's out in December. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to drop about Hound? Do you think... Here's the thing. We got a lot of Masterpiece toys coming out this year. Yeah. Is this uh, is this cool with you guys? I'm not getting any of them, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting discussion, because it's like... I think these all look really cool, uh, but when the discussion enters into there are too many of them coming out, I kind of sit there, kind of, I, I kind of sit there going like, "Is this is this still vestiges of this like s- this pseudo completionist sensibility that still permeates the collectorship these days? Like the zeitgeist driven, if I don't get it when it comes out, what's the point really in getting it? Kind of thing I detect sometimes from folks, uh, myself included. Well, I think it's because. MP toys are getting more expensive as, at the same time as they're getting more frequent. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it was one. It was one thing when you know, uh, oh, they made like four a year, and n- now it's like, you know, like every month there is either a new mold or a repaint coming out. Yeah, I just to me, I, I I end up seeing it as a positive in that even if I don't keep up with them coming out, at least they're they are new, they are well designed as far as I can tell, and they are they are coming out. Uh. So that, you know, if I skip one, if I want to pick it up later, it now exists. Um, I think I think divorcing ourselves from the gotta get it when everyone's talking about it thing is how a lot of us will end up feeling better overall about a lot of this stuff. Uh, but that's also very easy for me to just say out loud on a podcast as opposed to actually doing it. Uh, also, I just noticed that the headrests on Hound's alt modes uh, seats has a joint in it, which is probably for transformation, but it also means he has adjustable headrests. Uh, on his seats. That's pretty cool. That's a Jeep thing, right? Like, you can adjust the headrests on, on a Jeep chair? There are not, like, special Jeep chairs? Never tried. Yeah, I don't know. I It's been a while since I've been in a Jeep to know if they all have adjustable headrests. Well, if some Jeep expert could please chime in on this podcast, I would appreciate it. Uh, anyway, that's the big news from today. Uh... Hound has debuted, uh, and that is probably the last masterpiece for 2019, because he's coming out in December, unless they really surprise us with something, which I doubt they can at this point. Uh, 
we're good to go. So that brings us to our uh, last listener question for this episode. This comes from Rexodus, who says, Good morning, afternoon, or indeterminate time of day you find folks at the Transforming Table. Brian is back once more with sentences that end with question marks. And not to make you guys feel so old, I was born in 82, so I had G2 and primer, uh, primarily Beast Wars as my childhood. Speaking of Beast Wars, okay, hey, no, you're, you're older than me. <laughs> you ain't making me feel old. Uh, question number one. When is Masterpiece Snapper getting announced? Pause for laughter. I realize there is almost no chance of this, but he was always my favorite figure as a kid, so I yearn for that, which will never come. Uh, are there any characters you guys yearn for but doubt we'll get an update? Uh, I'm going to say let's also include the idea of the third-party market in this question, because I still have an answer. But uh, Aaron, is there any figure that you just wish someone would do a high-end version of just for you? <sighs> Hmm. Trying to think back on my v- vintage Beast Wars. What was the um, Mantis, the praying Mantis? Oh, Man Terror. Man Terror that had discs that shot out of it. That was like a one of the few Beast Wars toys I had for a long time before I like the brief period of time in there when I put all of my lawn mowing monies into it. So a Man Terror. Um. I, I appreciate your choice. I, uh, I, I would I would dig an update of that. My, and it's got to have disc launchers. My mom hates that toy to this day. Uh, we saw we saw that toy, and that made her say, "Maybe you should stop buying these dumb beast toys for a little bit." When I was a kid, <laughs> and then years later, I said, "Hey, mom, remember when you saw Man Terror? Like uh, there was one at a balcon. Remember you saw this guy and you th- you got me to stop looking at Beast Wars for like a year or two? And she looks at it, goes like, "Yeah, because that toy sucks." Uh, <laughs> she doesn't like Man Terror. She doesn't like anything about him on an aesthetic level. Uh, there's some mom trivia. <laughs> Everyone's got one, right? Uh, TJ, who do you wish they would update? Gosh darn it, just for you. Just for me. Uh. I think I have to go with one of my childhood favorites that I've seen one toy and I don't technically doesn't count because it's just a exclusive re- uh that'd be Rapido. Yeah. Oh, and we were so close to there was a time when there was gonna be a really nice third party Rapido. Mm-hmm. And then that whole thing appears to have fizzled for the time being. That was one of those first toys. Like I, I'm kind of in that same age range where I had G1 toys, but it's mostly yard sale and whatever my dad happened to pick up at the time, worth a thousand dollars someday. Yeah. Uh, like G2 were some of the, were the Transformers that I could first buy with allowance. You know, was my absolute favorite. I don't know what it is about red and teal, but that I'll tell you what it is. Was, it looks that was good. My jam. It looks good. Yeah. That's what it is, especially when it's highlighted with pink. Uh, it looks it looks ace. Uh, oh, Rapido is one of those that got better with age because I go back now and find out. Oh, he outranked Optimus in G two. Yeah, <laughs> he was a, yeah. he's a, a natural leader. Uh, I'll have you know, um, in this Transformers TCG they're doing, I pointedly pushed for Rapido in one of our interviews with the brand manager, who had to go look up Rapido. Mm-hmm. Which means Rapido's probably not happening anytime soon. Hopes, I hope so. But when he saw Rapido's color scheme, Drew Nolosco was like, that's a damn cool color scheme. So we got the we got our hooks in. We got something happening, I'm sure. Uh here's mine. Animated. Anything. Uh 
it's not going to happen anytime soon from any marketplace. And I think it's crying shame. Uh, the closest thing we've got is that that one company who's doing Dirt Boss for the last 12 years uh, is still doggedly posting an update on Dirt Boss every like eight months. So they're probably going to make him. But that's about it. We're never going to, you know. I mean, Animated has the advantage of it was already really close to the show. Except that it wasn't done. They never finished it. There's still three designs yeah, well, I'm owed. It's not even <laughs> it's not even an update. That is just this never happened. Gimme. It's an update from nothing to existing. <laughs> I am owed this, damn it. Where's my animated Omega Supreme? How do we get this this siege f- fancy pants, big dopey dumbass G1 Omega Supreme? And and no third party even so much as as uh spitballed the idea. They all got freaked out because no one bought Mario and Luigi. Anyway, <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> I can't say Punch Counter Punch anymore because that Power of the Primes one is really darn good. I guess like a high end, a higher end one would be neat. Uh, Omega Supreme, obvious, but like I don't even need to give that answer, do I? Like we can just assume. No, no, it's, it's like me saying Star Saber at this point. Oh, like, except you literally yeah, have way. Masterpiece Star Saber. <laughs> no, better. Want more? Yeah, I want another one. You know what? There is another one coming out soon. The Flame Toys one is coming out soon. Well, there's also there's also another third party. A couple, actually. Planet X has theirs, and I think someone else is doing one. Planet X for sure. You, you should definitely change your answer to Star Saber. Just be greedy. <laughs> no, not good enough. I can't even have six Star Sabers lined up on a shelf, and that alliterates I am owed! six star sabers i didn't what was that phrasing i'm referencing a dumb twitter thing now i busted my ass being a star saber fan for five years (laughs) they owe me uh anyway question b why isn't knockout in way more stuff he was one of the best parts of prime and i want him to be as common as bulkhead and lockdown or more more so then decepticon medics are so rare and, and he was so fabulous i'm missing him yes i know he was in the comics too i'm looking at siege prowl and contemplating making a custom of him here's what i'm going to say first bulkhead and, and lockdown they aren't really common anymore if you look at the last five years it's something like i kind of noticed very slowly I was like, Bulkhead, after Prime, Bulkhead sort of stopped. After mm-hmm. after 2013, Lockdown sort of stopped. He popped up for a movie appearance, except that the ones that resembled animated Lockdown were a Koro Q-style toy. A QT Transformer was done up to look kind of like the animated one. Uh one of the bummers about the current cast choices is they have actually, I feel like in, in the Generations lines, they have definitely been stripping back some of the um, characters that felt like they were getting legacied into Evergreen. Uh, obviously, we do have that Barricade coming, who is, I guess, sort of a, a retort to what I'm talking about, but uh, Knockout should be in more stuff. Knockout was in the comics. Uh Knockout would would fit into a lot of things. The only thing I can think of is that a red car is inherently heroic, and maybe that's not working for current color palettes. But that's about it. I, yeah, Knockdown should be in more stuff. Uh, he, he's a perfect fit for a lot of things. I, I think that the fact that he was in the comics does lay the seeds that Knockout is probably going to appear again down the road. That is a very popular character. Uh, there's no way that we're not going to see him again 
uh, in, in some form or another, in my opinion. But I don't know. How do you do? You guys feel like there's any 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 reason why we're not seeing more knockout? I, I kept saying knockdown there. Ignore me. I said I meant knockout. Um, <laughs> they both sound the same. It, it's probably a thing where like they're unfortunately not the evergreen ones, and they don't always hit. And I I think that knockdown. Knock out and break down. Oh, now you're doing yeah. it. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. Okay. You just started it. I'm just saying the ship um, name. That's all. I I think that the two of them were were a good pair and an interesting t- change to Decepticons, rather than just the kind of mustache twirly, whatever. I'm evil nonsense. But at you know when you ha- sometimes when you have a limited cast it's gonna be hey let's go for the stuff we really know and maybe not be quite so so bold or daring because that's scary and and we have numbers that say that these numbers that we like are the numbers that we like just in case anyone's wondering i i didn't edit that out because i said ship name with a p yeah i understand that there's a way you could have heard that differently but no i said the ship Name. I don't actually know if people call the shipping of knockout and breakdown knockdown. I'm just trying to cover my tracks. Uh, but TJ, have you got anything else you want to you want to throw in about knockout? Oh, I mean, uh, I, I think it's the same thing as like why we don't see Dinobot in new media. Just don't mess with perfection. But he's not a car. You, you got it. You got it right the first time. Could, just could, don't, don't even try. We could slip just a car. Hurt, just in make anywhere. the mas- Just just make the masterpiece toy and be done with it. Well, okay, where's uh, my masterpiece knockout? Damn it. I think in 2013, been a for 5 years. I think on this podcast, oh. I at some point said with confidence, I'm sure there'll be a fancy third-party knockout because there was that period when third-party stuff seemed like it was kind of going oh. wherever it wanted. Well, you mm-hmm. hit it. You hit it before. Like he was such a popular character and yeah, he is a very unique character. Okay, he's a red car, fine. But he's a Decepticon medic and he's just awesome he's just a really good and colorful character and that's where it ends because his toy was not great i'm such an apologist for that toy don't even get me started you're all you're all right but it's not (laughs) it's not what he deserved yeah like he he deserves a third party he deserves like a a generation's toy he deserves something he has such a unique take on the front of the car is my mono boob design uh that that makes it slightly more organic gives him pectorals it's such a good robot design uh yeah it's killing me we need we need because also kind of you know what we got a good breakdown figure we don't need a masterpiece of him also adam baldwin can go sit on attack i don't know uh (laughs) i i would like to to see a knockout you know with a silent uh never saying anything breakdown in tow in the background uh one hopes um this leads to question green as was written here. Uh, speaking of knockout, why has his figure's style of wrist joint not been used more often? He has a pair of spokes that holds a ball joint. The style allows for wrist rotation and hand movement that simple mushroom peg or swivel wrists don't. I keep seeing figures I would love it on, but am denied, like Siege Sideswipe, for example. Was there some flaw that I never noticed or cared enough about that killed what I considered superior wrist engineering? I'll just end this with a quick thanks for the hard work, guys, and hope your lives are going great. Uh, yeah, I would assume... And this is weird to say, given how ball socket joints that have 
failings have appeared on hips constantly ask Aaron about his swoop. Uh, mm-hmm. I would assume that there was something about that design that made it hard to pull off or fit into other figures as opposed to the simple mushroom peg. Also, obviously, a simple mushroom peg is it's a two part system, whereas this ball joint system is a three plus part system. Uh, and that might be also part of it. Uh, I agree, though. I, I th- Also, I have seen figures that just have a ball on the end of the forearm and the socket is in the hand and it gets a pretty darn good tilting range. And I wish we were seeing like, you know, more of that as well. Like that's a simpler take that accomplishes a similar thing. I, I would love to see that, too. Uh, I think that in the toy industry right now, a lot of people just don't really think about wrist articulation. Uh, very much. I mean, look at the number of toys that have a wrist hinge, but it bends inwards and their hands are open to hold accessories. You know, you would never hold a thing and bend your wrist inwards as much as you would bend your wrist forwards. But that joint is like a special joint. You have to go and find the one He-Man figure with the special hand that had the wrist hinge tilted, even though they all should have had that by default because it's more uh, expressive. Um I think that, you know, we're in, in third-party Transformers, we're entering, we're still entering an era where people think more about hand articulation and finger articulation. I think wrist articulation is something that in the greater toy industry, we're still going to be, like, we're still in the point where the where it's like, we put, a, we put a hinge in, it's done. And it's like, you did, but you didn't think about which way the hinge goes, did you? They probably did. Like, I'm still, I don't work there. I probably am missing something that's that's a lot more obvious, but... I didn't know I had that rant in me. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, I, I I was just letting you go as I'm trying to find images of his wrists that that show it better and I don't I, I think that he's maybe just one that hit the triggers the right way. Um yeah, I, I think there is actually a Hasbro answer that I've heard before that can also answer this, which is it's not so much that they're not doing it, it's more that that was the logical presentation of ideas for that figure. Right. And it just hasn't presented itself since. Um, usually it's it's a case where Hasbro is not trying to not do something. It's more that, you know, there's a simple solution that already works. You know, the mushroom peg wrist. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, TJ, do you, are you into ball wrists or are you more of a mushroom wrist man? Okay, that's an interesting phrasing. Um... Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I actually probably had, could have made that clearer. I just, I was, yeah, uh, I had to unpack that for a I second. I was expelling there. words. I'm coming down slightly off the coffee. Not well, I'll to... say what it, what it looks like is also part of it is how, like, the wrist had to transform to get up into the top of the hood. Oh, yeah. So there probably w- weren't a whole lot of options because the, like, hood and side of car become either side of the forearm. So there's only so much space. So by having a ball joint, you could get that to fold flat by folding 180. That There probably aren't a whole lot of other options that would make that work. Mm. Yeah, that's sensible. More sensible than the thing I asked TJ, am I right? <laughs> Patting myself on the back. Uh, but TJ, do you do you like the stability? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll word this scientifically. Do you like the stability of the mushroom peg wrist, or are you into the artistic freedom of the ball socket wrist? Uh, it really depends on the toy. Um, you know, like uh, any anything anything that can't be uh, any anything that comes with a sword, 
I'm going to prefer a ball joint. I'm going to prefer something in there that will let give me a, a wider range, mm. just so I can get some more subtle poses to get a bit more motion and action into a into a stand. But you know, in the in the most part, you know, it it doesn't bother me as much if it's just like, oh well, the the wrist swivels. That's 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 all I can really expect. If he's going to hold the gun, fine. I I don't really I don't. I'm not going to do gun kata poses that I know of. Yeah. You know, for the most part, yeah, I, I could, uh, I, I, I'm fine either way, but it really depends on what they come with and what exactly, uh, what exactly I expect that character to do. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like there, there are times where I can, like, I'm, I'm okay with something that isn't disposable as long as I feel like I can get, you know, emotion out of the figure that seems to match its silhouette or at least its character if, if i know the character um that's why with with mythic legions and with four horsemen stuff particularly it kills me that they have the wrist hinge always go inwards because it's like literally all these characters are carrying swords axes war hammers things you point at people when you're when you're saying something you know but they can't do it um so I hope that answered your questions, uh, Rexidus. That brings us to what else we got this week. Our off-topic fun and playtime section uh, full of sometimes clowns. Not today, though. I didn't buy... Unless you guys bought some clowns. I didn't buy any clowns. Uh, no, I'm clown-free. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All out. Clown-free since 1994. Uh, Aaron, did you do anything off-topic this week you want to talk about? Uh, No. Oh, dear. It was. Oh, he, I mean, he did a bunch of things he doesn't want to talk about. Oh no! I mean, Lilo. Well, yeah. Okay, was, that's not that's where like, I was. I, I I didn't want to talk about the sad, depressing. That's not where thing, I was going. But... Now I feel guilty. Yeah. No. So uh, I know. In the last episode, actually, I was talking about how I had a uh, a scare with Lilo, and uh, the the short short version is uh, he got really sick, and. He was really sick, and like that's a very rough decision to have to make, and I had to make it. Yeah. So uh, it's not suffering anymore, and yeah. And you guys deserve a bunch of good fortune, and not getting sick right afterwards. I'm getting guy. Yeah. Well, th- then we did get sick. Yeah, afterwards. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting angry. Uh- Alfie, you may have heard occasional coughing. She, uh, I got a chest cold, or I got a cold that she then got as chest cold and then uh, sinus infection, and so now she's uh, on on mostly on the mend on that, but also uh, coughing up a storm. So hopefully this weekend can be not horrible. Yeah, if uh, we could get the cosmos to leave y'all alone. That would be great. Yeah, that would be. Well, um, aside from uh, sad, sadness, sickness, and etc., <laughs> sounds like you didn't actually get anything else off topic this week. No, not really. Well, darn it! I hope you get some uh, some laughter, hugs, and sunshine if that's what you want, or overcast if you prefer it, because uh, you all deserve it. I'm pointing at yeah. you when I say this. Thank you. Um, TJ, uh, anything off topic you want to talk about over on your end? Uh, yeah, I got a few. All right. 
So, um, I've been I've been wanting to pick up some of the McFarlane Fortnite figures. Yeah. Uh, not been one. Not been happy with the retail price. So, fortunately, look on Amazon long enough, and they'll occasionally take ten bucks off of each one. Hmm. Uh, I wanted I wanted a set. I wanted a set like. Like eventually, I just want a squad. Just I think I'd just be happy just having a squad of the right ones. But I wanted them to actually just like be Fortnite, like because like they did Raptor, which if you don't know is just a pilot. Mm-hmm. They did the Black Knight, which big deal Skinner in the early days. It's just a knight on a toy shelf. It doesn't really mean anything. But uh, I ended up with Metal Team Leader. That is like that is legit Fortnite. Yeah, that's that, Fortnite that, the yeah. Figure. There's no mistaking that. Yeah, Drift. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and the one that just came out, at least unless you're in Canada, where it's probably been out for like months. Omega. Oh yeah, we actually yeah we've had Omega out for a long time. Uh, I was astonished that EB Games was was just churning those things out, and then I looked at the big bad toy store listings, and they're like, "Yeah, Omega is out in like th- four months." And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> yeah, Amazon's the same way. Like, he just came out on Amazon at the end of the month. Whereas I walked into EB today and I saw Jonesy, um, dark purple lady whose name I forgot, Dark Bomber, Dark Bomber, and then not yeah, out yet. The two wild cards and. Uh, I pick FYI. I'll, I'll just join in. I picked up the two wild cards because I think that they look awesome. Uh, but I am trying to not go completionist on this line, and I didn't think this line was going to continue past like a wave or two. So I just kind of bought wave one and bought wave two. Um, I have some figures I probably don't actually need <laughs> for my own purposes. So right now, like I saw Jonesy and Dark Bomber, and I was like, they don't look bad. I just don't care about them. So I'm going to let them go. Uh, same thing that we've had the, t- the the glider out for a while over here. And it's like that costs the same as a figure. And it's a very on topic display stand. I don't care about. So I'm letting that go, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. The display stand just came out. just like literally a week ago. Dark Bomber and Jonesy aren't due until the end of this month, which means I'm probably two months away from Wildcard. Yeah. And uh and like even like Raptor I kinda like, but like I got the dinosaur man. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ever gonna open him, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, like I saw yeah, like Rex was one of those that was ten bucks off on Amazon and I was still like uh, uh, I don't know. I'm of two minds only because he has all of the absolutely pertinent accessories. So I'm like, I might bust him open just because here's my silly one. Because the cuddle team leader is not silly. The cuddle team leader is dead serious. Uh, but I'm still not sure. But I'm definitely, like, from this point onwards, I'm just getting the ones I think look cool. I'm getting the wild cards. Already did it. When the robot guy comes out, I'm going to pick him up. Um, But, yeah, Jonesy just is, is, like, Raptor I'm barely hanging on to. So Jonesy is absolutely not doing it for me. And Dark Bomber, it, it actually, the thing that, that finally made me make the decision was when I saw she has the same legs as cuddle team leader. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I uh, I think I prefer having these legs on Cuddle Team Leaders. Thank you very much. Oh, that, that's what Fortnite did for a long time, is just opponents just to get more skins out. Yeah. They don't do that anymore, but, like, all your, like, first four, even five seasons worth, that's a lot. 
Here's the killer thing about the wild cards, though. Each one, it's the same body with different heads and accessories. Uh, and each one comes with two heads, so it's implied, hey, why don't you buy four? And I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, I really shouldn't. <laughs> but uh, I also, just for, for, for the final little reference sake here, I also saw in the same shelf the Jazzwares six-inch um, wild card. They only had that one. Uh, it was $3 more expensive than the McFarlane one. It's an inch shorter, has has more accessories, but his suit, you know how the wild cards have white suits? Like, you know how their suits are white, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You'd, so, so the Jazzwares one apparently is a pretty good figure. I'm probably going to try it out because I, I think the wild cards look aces, and so I'll, I'll try I'll try that out. But this, the wild cards look aces. Yeah, it's true. Uh, oh, yeah, there it happened again. Oh, okay. Uh, so you'd think, right, one of the easiest things in the world to do would to, would be to make the white suit white. So Jazzwares is, is wearing a suit that looks like white if you put it in the wash with, with a bunch of green stuff. So it's like greeny off-white. And I'm just like, how did you do this? And seeing it on the shelf next to the McFarlane ones who are wearing white suits, I'm just sitting there like, Jazzwares? <laughs> I'm, and I'm just sitting, I'm, I'm, my body language here is my mouth is open, I'm shaking my head. Uh, that's not carrying over a podcast very well, but yeah. Uh, also, Jazzwares advertises 18 more points of articulation than McFarlane advertises, and I highly question how they're counting them. Because I'm like... There aren't 18 more places to to add that I can see on yours. Yours has a torso joint that looks more obvious, and your thigh swivels more, look more obvious. But you're saying 40 points of articulation. McFarlane is saying 22 moving parts. I wonder if McFarlane's being a little more humble about it, and Jazzwares, you're being a little more desperate about it, is the impression I got. Anyway, I haven't handled the Jazzwares 6-inch, but I heard it was pretty good. Paternia John got one. He seemed to like it. Or was it him, or was it David Fake Eyes? I forgot which one picked it up. So, but, here, here's a quick question to you. Yeah. Uh, if, if you've got a wild card handy. Uh, I do. I haven't opened it yet, though. I, I got home and did the topic okay. list. Where's his trigger finger? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look at both of them. I think they're the same body. I'm pretty sure these are the same body. Should be the same body. Uh, let's see. He does not. He has a. I think his right hand has a trigger finger extended. Okay. So this is something I discovered in buying one from wave one, one from wave two, one from wave three. Yeah. So cuddle team leader trigger finger left hand. Hmm. Uh. Fortnite characters are right-handed. Wrong. Rift, no trigger finger. So he just looks really doofy and dumb holding anything except his hammer. Mm-hmm. It took him three waves just to put a finger on the right hand. I did not know that about Fortnite. I assumed you could just change your hands in that game. Um, you know what? All the promo photos on the back of the wild cards, because they show the last the last two waves, uh, everyone's just holding their pickaxe. <laughs> Because you can't screw that up, can you? Uh, no, that's a little harder. Also, what's weird is the wild cards. One of them comes with a gun. One of them comes with with a with a crowbar. Um, so one has the gun, and it's the suction cup gun. <laughs> one has the pickaxe, and then they both have different backpacks. That's weird. 
I feel like the implication is you probably buy the red one the most because it comes with the relevant backpack and pickaxe. Because the one with the black with the black suits comes with the plunger pistol and the holographic llama backpack that I don't recognize. Well, uh, the crystal llama was the whole point of the mode that that character is the focus of. Aha! Because it, it's a jewel llama that you're running a heist for. Oh, so there would only be one anyway. Uh. No, there's multiples in a match. Oh. Man, they're not making like, it easy to know how to how to troop build my wild cards. Damn it. I'm not going to troop build them. I am not troop building these. I have to tell myself that. I almost did it with the Skull Trooper. Because there's a cheap version out uh, that's like 18 Canadian dollars because he, he's the glow-in-the-dark version. Oh. He's like almost half the cost of a regular Fortnite figure. Comes huh. with an exclusive pickaxe that's a big evil looking scythe. Which is supposed to be you know, that's what that's one that's why I didn't get the skull trooper as it is, because he comes with a dumb western pickaxe. Well you should get the glow in the dark like, one. Then you're <laughs> uh thought about it and I try not to think about it. We're doing this in an order I, I realize is probably a little bit backwards, but seeing how I I've handled these things before. TJ, you have not handled these things before. Uh no. no. So uh, I want to know, and given that these are McFarlane, right, even though you've probably heard about how these are, like, a big step up, how do you feel about these toys now that you've handled them? Um, I do feel better about them in comparison to my past experiences with McFarlane. Mm-hmm. That'd be the Berlands figures, of which I, I have a broken elbow on one. Mm-hmm. How joints work. Uh, yeah, they, they, feel, they feel fine. Uh, there's a few things I wish were a little bit tighter, like ankles. Seem to be a issue on metal team. Hmm. And st- she tends to sag in one direction or another. And on Omega, I don't think I think it's because they ran Omega and Carbide at the same time, and they're the exact same body. Mm-hmm. But Omegas are looser than I'd like in the hips. Hmm. Uh. But like nothing's breaking on them, and they hold the poses I want them to hold. Is a step up from my experience with Carlin. Yes, some something in this Epic Games money they got like activated somebody there. I'm I'm convinced. Like, this this is making all the money in the world. We can't screw this one up. Yeah, I mean, at Jazzwares as well. I've handled one of their four inch ones, and like, I, I'm not going to collect those because I I'm actually I'm really let down by the elbows on the one I handled because the 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 little Jazzwares ones have a single jointed elbow, and it in at least on Omega it can't even make it to ninety degrees. And so I'm like, this is an okay little figure as long as he's waving his gun around with one hand. But I don't know how I feel about this going forward. Uh, but the McFarlane ones are just like, I, I think they're they're really darn good for their price point. Um, like being around about the same price as Marvel Legends. Uh, I think that they are crisper in a lot of places. They're slightly less open to articulation in some places. But... I would say on a broad strokes level, I would call them equal, if not maybe a little bit more up my alley uh, than Marvel Legends. The hip design is a big thing for me. There's there's something about it that I really dig. Because, like, when you look at those hips, right, they look like they shouldn't work. Like, there's so much clutter there. Mm. And then it's like the hips just sort of work. And uh, something about that I really enjoy. Um... The only problem is I'm really into these figures. I have not played Fortnite in a while. 
the last time I logged in was to buy John Wick. I haven't even played as John Wick yet. I was just like, I'm not missing John Wick again. I like him I too could, much. I could, I couldn't, I, I couldn't make myself buy that because I just wanted to make Keanu Reeves jokes. I just was like, I'm, I want to collect John Wick wherever I can. I, I missed the last time, but this time he's actually John Wick. I'm collecting this one. Uh, someone sent me the pickaxe they made for him, which is just a sledgehammer. Yeah. Yeah, it's to unearth your past. That's what it's for. I missed out on the pencil one from the joke John Wick. But I'll I'll live. Um are you thinking that you're gonna pursue some more of these Fortnite guys? I know it sounds like you're you're already set for the uh the wild cards. Um, I don't know about wild cards specifically. Ooh. Uh I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to cherry pick. Like I'm I'm frustrated they made Dark Bomber because I would have gotten Bright Bomber. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm seeing what comes next. Like they're doing Ragnarok and that one's probably going to get purchased at some point. Oh yeah, I forgot they're doing him. Cause he was in, he's, he's weird to get from the smaller Jazzwares line. That's the main reason I I was was thinking about it. Like the other Ragnaroks I saw look like their head is about a foot higher than it needs to be. Yeah. Because of the way they sculpted the beard in. Yeah, and the Jazzwares neck is not bad, but like I, I like it on Omega because he's got a helmet. I'm not sure how I feel about it if it's supposed to be an actual person. Um also I'm I'm technically like like my main skin has been Oblivion for the longest time, and I'm like, you gotta do me up an Oblivion here. <laughs> or this we're on a timer. But yeah, I, I got I got a cherry pick as well. I should probably let go of Raptor and Dinosaur Jim. Uh, <laughs> and probably Drift as well. I, I picked up Drift because I thought he looked cool, and the more I looked at him, the more I was like, it's like Drift without some of the costume parts that I really like, and he doesn't have any of his relevant weapons. Yeah, that was that was the weird thing to me on Drift. It's like, he has his own pickaxe in the game. I don't know why he has the keg hammer. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, I think it's a good line. I just think, like, definitely do not go completist on this line unless you adore... Uh, all the skins they're choosing. I'm gonna definitely cherry pick from here on, because uh, when when I have messed with them, like they are they are good figures. Uh, and so far, most of the ones I've got, I actually am happy with. It's just those three I'm kind of eyeballing uh, to to put on the block. But uh, no, I'm glad you picked them up. I know you've been playing a lot more Fortnite than I have, so uh, I'm glad you can finally sample the best Fortnite figures that are out there. I drew a line in the sand. I did it. The Jazz Wars ones don't suck. I just, you know, if you have the choice and you're on a budget, I think you should go with McFarlane. Uh, I would like to pick up the Jazz Wars 6-inch wildcard just as my one comparison piece, though. I might do that later this week if they're still floating around. Um, I'm going to watch a video, see if it actually is as posable as it says it is. Uh, anything else off topic on your end you'd like to talk about? Uh, yeah, I think that'll do it. All right, I got one more thing. Uh, unfortunately, again, it was from today. I didn't open it, but uh, I'm, I'm more or less done with Marvel Legends, but then you know how they'd have that uh, slightly bigger boxed uh, Archangel from X-Men mm-hmm. uh, with the metal wings and everything? Um, Toys R Us in Canada has him on clearance for less than the cost of a regular Marvel Legends. It was like 23 or 24 bucks Canadian. So I was like, you know what? Given that he's like 40, 45 bucks, depending where I look in town... Uh, and I like Archangel. Uh, he's he's some of that shallow childhood nostalgia. I kind of snap did it. I haven't opened him yet, but he looks really good. 
Marvel Legends, I'm never going to go full on with, and I'm really put off by the build a figure model that they're doing because it makes it it just makes me not buy single figures because I don't want to deal with the bother of getting you know what do I do with the build a figure parts and I know what I do with them but that's busy work I don't want to deal with it. Uh, a guy like him, like he still has a build a figure part I realize, but I don't know. I wanted to try him out. He was on clearance. Fight me. Um. There was one other thing I got that I would like to talk about, actually. I told Aaron about this off mic yesterday. I'm going to grab you guys the link. Uh, I got contacted by this this group uh, called Art Bones that wanted to get some feedback on a 3D printed figure they're doing. Uh, and I love 3D printed toy stuff. Um, I want to share the link with you guys here. The cool thing about this is that the folks working on it used to work uh, at Toy Biz. So they're coming from a place of experience. Um, one of them was the sculptor for a whole lot of the pre-Hasbro Marvel Legends Golden Age uh, over at Toy Biz. So they've got this like kind of just base artist's posable figure um, called the Specimen. And it's a, it's an articulated skeleton that they then can print different skins for. So like the, the sample they sent over for for me to take a look at was just like the Specimen, the base like male body. But in their shop, you can see they've got like uh, they've got like a skinless person uh, and they've got like mm-hmm. a sort of Tron pixel man. Uh, and this is a really well done piece. It's not it's it's not cheap. It's one hundred and twenty US dollars for one of these figures. Bear in mind, it's it's an entirely 3D printed hand assembled and finished figure. They, they print all the parts. They finish them. Um, the skeleton also has uh, two flathead screws in it and two metal pins. Uh, as well as every single ball joint uh, has a printed groove that they then apply a black rubber gasket to to provide tension. Um, and there's also a display base that has some screws in it as well. Uh, I think that they are actually undercharging, but in this marketplace, I think this is the only way they could they could probably get people interested. Um, I feel the same way about Mechazone, David White's stuff. I think he's charging what he's got to, but I think a lot of people are not taking into account you know, the fact that it is a, in his case, a one man team, in this case, it's a two, it's a two man team, like, like working on this stuff, uh, by themselves, basically. Um, but I, I think it's a really great figure. Uh, the, the hand feel you get from those rubber gaskets is incredible. Uh, the range of articulation is, is rock solid for the scale. Um, the skeleton itself actually is even more poseable when you don't have meat on it. And, uh, I'm curious if they might ever experiment with, um, a skin over the skeleton that's a lot more like anemic and inhuman that might leave even more room for the, the ab joints to work. But it's got like a slider on the shoulders to help with the butterfly joint. It's got a slider in the mid torso to help with the ab joints. Uh, it's a really cool figure. Um, and I, I got to write them an email back with some solid feedback, but hopefully it's okay for me to mention on here with them. It's not unreleased. So hopefully it's all right for me to, to mention that I handled one here. Uh, and, I, and I want to because I liked it. But yeah, if you have an interest in 3D printed toy stuff, check out artbones.nyc. They're based out of uh, of New York. Um, and I think they're doing some really cool stuff. Their Instagram is showing a lot of really neat one-off parts they've been printing. They got like an Anubis head. Uh, just today, they they, have, they put a video up showing they, they printed off uh, boxing gloves that are actually flexible like boxing gloves. Um, hmm. It's an elastic material that is apparent. It's not quote flex 100. Someone in the comment mentioned if it's flex 100 material to break down sooner or later, but they said it's not flex 100. It is elastic material. Um, 
So, they, like, they picked up one of the boxing gloves and squeezed it. And I was like, how did you do that? <laughs> so they're doing some really cool stuff with the medium of 3D printing and toys. And I'm looking forward to seeing even more artists work in this medium. Because I think it's a place to go right now. Um, especially with all the news I keep reading about how the States is, is coming up on uh, a series of tariffs that may affect both the toy industry and the tabletop gaming industry, which we're not going to go into. And don't comment about it because it's politics and that's against the rules of TFW. But um, if you want to tell Aaron all about it, uh, his Twitter is open. Um, you can always contact him with your opinions on that stuff. Uh, hi, Aaron. How you doing? Hey. Um, and yeah, I wanted to, to give that a little shout out because it's, it's very cool. Uh, and also obviously big thanks to them for wanting to, uh, to get some feedback on it. Uh, that is about it for my off topic, what I got this week. So I think that brings us to a close for this episode, uh, of WTF and TFW. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Aaron and TJ for joining me here. Uh, it's always a pleasure. It's always a feel good. Always a, always a smell good as well. Uh, whatever that means. And we will talk to you all later. Uh, in the meantime, dear listeners, please check out that TCG podcast. If it's not up now, then it's in the middle of being edited, so it'll be up soon. Uh, with Drew Nolosco from the, the Transformers TCG. Uh, and whatever it is you're doing, uh, in the end, the most important thing is to stay safe and take care of yourself. So we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay. <laughs>